Do you hear that, Daddy? Uh, hear what? Hi, gay. Do you hear that? <laughs> yeah, I hear you saying hi, gay. Hi, gay. Welcome, welcome to the butter shop. Oh my God! Uh, do you, it sounds like someone saying hi, gay. What? What could? What could that mean? I don't know. <laughs> oh, pride, pride's, pride's quick. Oh, before. Pride Month's What's coming up. What's your safe up? word? <laughs> hi, gay. <sighs> Welcome back to What's Your Safe Pod. I'm Amp. I'm Mr. Christopher. And today we're still pretty gay. Yeah. Uh, Did you you say welcome to the Butterworth? The Butter Shop? The Butter Shop? What's the Butter Shop? Is that something I don't know? Do you you remember the girl that that went, hi, gay? No. Sashay into deals. No? No. Well, then this reference is lost on you. No, I I, I know it because you use it in almost every video we do. No, not every... No, no, no. That's a reference of Trixie and Katya both remembering the meme at the same time, saying it out loud, and then scream laughing because they both didn't plan that. Yeah, so that that I know. I don't know where it originally came from, but let's get back to this butter shop. Are you trying to dodge the question? Are you trying to dodge the question? (laughs) I'm not dodgeballing anything. No, actually, so that, that meme is a reference to how corporations use capitalism and rainbow washing during pride month to make it seem like they're uh, allies and trying to pretend to how be gay ironic for this week that's why it sounds silly because it's like she's like hi gay sachet into deals uh, if you're a real lesbian you get 50 percent off of your candle no like she, it's, it's a joke i'll show okay, it to you later. now i get it i get later. it i get it anyway hi gay welcome back to the show so very much like the Dodger situation. This <laughs> don't don't dodge the question. Now this week, y'all, if you haven't read the title of the podcast, I don't know how you keep doing this. Just read the title of the podcast. Uh, we're going to be talking with our good bestie, Sister Roma, one of, if not the most photographed nun, I'm told, yeah. from the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, a local group here in San Francisco. But someone or a group of peoples that have chapters all over the world. Now, Daddy, if you were asked what the sisters were, what would, how would you explain it? Just a very easy, simple thing. Uh, the sisters is an all-volunteer organization. Um, they raise a lot of... They were very uh, instrumental in it back in my day when AIDS was a big thing. They raised yeah. a lot of money for AIDS. Um, but they kind of... They they dress, they do, dress in drag as nuns, and they do good deeds. And they really help the communities... <laughs> that they're part of and it has grown so much in the last 30 years even since i've moved here to san francisco uh the sisters are everywhere (laughs) and they have a very very vibrant look to them Uh they always have a white face with some sort of makeup accents and colors they always have large feather boas they're a very very easy to recognize part of the lgbtqia community which makes them a target yes and so that's kind of what happened this last week um, we'll definitely be talking to Sister Roma about the ins and outs of it. But what essentially happened was the Republicans got upset that people were making fun of, in their own words, making fun of religion and nuns in this perverse way and uh, started dogpiling on the Dodgers. Well, the start uh, they, it started. The Dodgers have an LGBTQI uh, night uh every year mm-hmm. and this year they announced they were going to give the sisters of perpetual indulgence an award and for the good works they do then they which came out is with very deserved and they should get it this lovely announcement which stated in the spirit of unity the los angeles dodgers are proud to host our 10th annual lgbtq plus 
Pride Night on June 16th. The event has become a meaningful tradition, highlighting not only diversity and resilience within our fan base, but also the impactful work of extraordinary community groups. This year, as part of a full night of programming, we invited a number of groups to join us. We are now aware that inclusion of one of the groups in particular, the sisters, in this year's Pride Night has been the source of some controversy. Given the strong feelings of people who have been offended by the sisters' inclusion in our event, right-wing Republicans, and in an effort not to detract from the great benefits that we have seen over the years of Pride Night, we are deciding to remove them from this year's group of honorees. Bad move. That is not good at all. It's not. And so you you can guess that the community was very surprised. Um, as an organization that raises millions of dollars for good all over the world and year-round, the sisters are one of the most uncontroversial, in my own opinion, groups that exist with the LGBTQ. Well, yeah, and we are so used to them because they've been around for over 30 years doing good deeds. So for us, the sisters are just part of us at this point. Uh, so it's this controversy, while not particularly new it's it's new again let's put it that way uh so they are the right wing are attacking uh trans people and they're attacking drag especially in the south in florida and texas um and we actually had sister roma on our show on guard salon and we talked about exactly this and how it was coming to our shores here in california and i think this is the first glimpse we're getting of this because marco rubio is one of the biggest voices in this campaign to get the sisters taken down and what's especially interesting and again we'll i'm sure unpack many things uh, while talking to sister roma a good friend of the show but just wonderful activist but what's especially telling is the backlash that has come because of it onto the Dodgers. Now, since this, um, all of minus maybe one organization has backed out. Mm-hmm. And that one organization allegedly is owned by a registered Republican. Um, so it's not surprising that that specific queer organization that writes about the news is not backing out. But uh, it was nice to see that quickly our community stepped up and said uh, 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 no 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 we're not going to stand for that and i like to see this i i'm curious to hear what roma has to say about this yeah. i i i i like that we all stood up as one and defended one of our own and we need to do that a lot more we have to stop infighting attacking our allies we need to all stand together in unity and support each other especially when one of us is attacked and i think that especially with instances like this it's telling how we support each other but it's also telling the amount of people within these threads on twitter which is very full of back and forth heated discussions but how many people thought that they would you know get some support by saying lgb yes tq no because there's still this 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 chasm this this for whatever reason, infighting that is happening, even when it comes to th- to things like this, we need to stop trying to boil it down to well, this part of the queer community is fine, but this this part over here not as much. We don't we don't like that part. They're too queer. It is no one's. It is no one's. Because like, trust me, their agenda yeah. is to get us all. Yeah, they're starting. They start with the ones that they think they can pick on the most and are the most defenseless. Yeah. So if you're not standing up for even the, the the littlest guys in our communities, you are not standing up for anyone as far as I'm concerned. But before we get to Sister Roma, 
I just want to, I want to check in. I want to see daddy. How you doing? What's good? And do you got any tea? Oh, do I have tea? Daddy. So. So. Um, so Friday was a horrible day for me. Um, oh. so not only was this Dodger debacle going down and I'm watching it on social media, I went over to post about it on my Instagram account and found out, oh no, they have completely taken down my Instagram account again. They just did this a couple months ago. Um, and there's no warning about anything. They didn't tell me any of my pictures were wrong. They just said, uh, uh, it was too sexual or something like that. Which one? It, but they didn't tell you. Oh. And they shut down the entire account. You know, if it was one picture, sure. Let's just flag it and take it down. But they just, uh, they just it's ah, so infuriating. It is. And then they make it impossible to, to get back. To get support. Yeah. And it's very, yeah, it's confusing. And what's worse is like, I tried to help. I've helped you recover your account at least three times, though, uh, at least. And, and this I've time, been, I each, couldn't. There was each nothing time to do this I've time. been squeakier clean. I'm just going to, I'm not going to post anything without a shirt anymore. Sorry. It's just going to be all face shots now. So, <laughs> just, well, that might, that might make it look more sexual. <laughs> I'm just going to give you these really sexy looks. Just going to eat some ice cream, but it's just your face. So it looks yeah. like that. Oh, um, <laughs> But otherwise, so uh, it's back. It, it just it literally half an hour before coming to take yeah. this podcast, uh, it just reappeared. No, no, sorry. No email at all. No email. No message. Have you logged into that no. email? Yes. I'm, I'm honestly curious. No, I have honestly okay. looked. I, okay. I searched to see where they told me, and it just magically came back on. Uh, and so it just. Uh, I mean, so I'm glad it's back. I'm glad it's back because that stresses you out. That's frustrating for you, especially uh, on because you like Instagram. And I, I, think like that's, Instagram. I think that's your most followed account. Is that true? Uh, it's not my most. My Twitter is 160, but the, uh, Instagram's 108. That's not humble bragging. It's just fact. Oh, no, that was a little humble. That was, <laughs> that was certainly not humbling. Uh, actually, no, I got you know, We rely on social media to get the message out and tell you what our shows are, yeah. who we're having on them, what we're doing. Um, and then when a platform like that deplatforms us, uh, it really inhibits our ability to tell you what's going on. Um, and it, it's kind of infuriating and a little homophobic. It is. Well, and that's kind of the big conversation here is we're, we're entering Pride Month. And yeah. we have to be really not only conscious of, cautious, but aware of how companies treat us during specific times of the year should not dictate that they get away with shit like this all the time. Yeah. And, or at all, for that matter, because the stuff that the Dodgers are doing, where they're we're allowing Republicans to dictate what pride is, right. is just so mind-boggling. It hurts my brain so much. I it's one thing to ha like for Target to have pride campaigns, which are sometimes offensive because the 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 honestly the choice in some of those logos are just terrible. What gay designed those? No. All kidding aside, pride pride. Target's, Target's usually pretty good about pride. But yeah, like and I'm, like, I'm not condemning Target because yeah. I have seen them stand up for having that merch because the right wing has attacked them for having that merch. And that's what I mean yeah. is like we sh we can give them a hard time for weird designs that they do, but they actually put their money and their pride and their stance where their mouth is. They right. stand up for the queer community, not just during pride. They've always got gay shit in the stores, but also they don't, they don't back down when 
religious zealots or just people that don't agree with Come the queer perspective like the dodgers yeah. just did yeah and so that's why this this is a very interesting thing and it's a it's an interesting test case uh, because it, it's 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 seeing who's really after the gay dollar and who really is going to stand up for us like disney is in florida right now well, um, so I can say that they're definitely uh, dodging a, a large part of their community by making this decision. <laughs> How many puns are you going to do with dodge <laughs> today? Duck, dive, dip, dodge, and dodge. No, I, I, it, this, uh, it, it's a double-edged sword because on one hand, I'm so happy to see our community engaged and so being supportive and doing the most to help a wonderful organization like the Sisters. But on the other hand, I fucking hate that this has to keep getting worse and worse before anyone stands up and does anything. Yeah. Like, if this is not a canary in a coal mine to, like, wake the fuck up, Pearl, you, I hope that this is showing you that they will literally go above and beyond to cancel a Pride Night at a baseball game. Like, yeah. it's it's wild to that me. They weren't going to anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, they're not going to go to, especially the ones that are starting this that are off in Florida or they Texas just, or wherever. They don't want us to exist. They really don't. No, they and don't. they're trying to legislate us out. Um, and it's working in Florida. It is working. And so to our to our, our besties in Florida, to other states where it's really scary and homophobic, I you have all of our thoughts, our prayers, our support. And I hope that I hope that you are safe and sane and just keeping on. Do not back down, but please also do not put yourself in harm's way. Um, because you matter, you're important. And it's almost Pride Month, so I hope that your journey to Pride is going well. Um, but without further ado, Daddy, bring on the nun. Here come the nuns, <laughs> Sister Roma. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show, Sister Roma. It's a pleasure to see you. Circumstances, of course, aside, you're looking lovely today. How are you? Ah, oh, thank you. It's great to see you guys. I love you both so much. We always have a lot of fun together, and I love what you're doing. You, the voices that you both have, the distinct voices, and the positive sex energy you put out there like it's also great oh thank you and you're our favorite nun so <laughs> wait what what kind of voices do we bring yeah hello kind of how is it going sister roma <laughs> not, not mickey <laughs> so our audience should be well aware who the sisters are the good that you guys do um but do you mind just giving us pretty much the elevator speech of what the sisters of perpetual indulgence do in our community Sure. So the sisters were founded in San Francisco on Easter weekend in 1979. Uh, we were pioneers in HIV AIDS prevention and education. Over the years, we've grown to a worldwide nonprofit organization that fights for civil rights and serves the different communities where we exist. And, um, you know, we're all about charity. We're all about activism. We're all about looking around our community and seeing who needs help and stepping up. And we will join you in your fight for freedom, to save the planet, for women, for people of color, for the trans community. The sisters are always there, happy to pick up a picket sign or feed someone who needs some food. You know, it's just basically what we do. We're like nuns. Yeah. So you're basically doing the Lord's work. Yeah. Well, but not I mean, you know, like I mean, nuns, yeah. you guys, we are nuns. you, are, you nuns. are nuns. Yeah. And so recently for anyone that didn't hear the opener or just is totally oblivious to what's happening in the queer community, you guys were uh, on the road for receiving a very prestigious award from a specific baseball team. Um, and then some Republicans came along and pushed you off of that pedestal, accusing you guys of making fun of 
the Catholic Church, making fun of nuns for being perverse and inappropriate. Um, I because the Catholic Church is never perverse or inappropriate. Okay, yeah. Let's let's get that <laughs> clear. So I had actual nuns taught me in like Catholic school. They didn't give a shit when I was being bullied. They didn't give a shit when I was like actually being harmed. Well, and I'm yet, glad that you mentioned that because uh, since this has happened, I've been getting all of these replies on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram from people sharing their personal stories, and yours was exceptionally touching. I. I actually screen capped it. I removed your name for privacy, but I shared that post because it 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 um it makes me emotional. It's sad. It's well, no, but your situation in particular, oh. it, because I, you know, I love you, and also because mm. um this that's why we do what we do. Yeah. You know, to see that that you were left to fend for yourself and bullied to to that point. It's just, it's distressing and disheartening. And that's the kind of thing that, that's one of the reasons the sisters exist, because we don't want people to feel left alone and unseen. And you guys so are- So this group, there's this, yeah. I guess they're a baseball team called the Dodgers. <laughs> the Dodgers, <laughs> just, just a small organization, right? Never and... heard of them, never heard of them. <laughs> but um, they were going to recognize the Los Angeles Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence for mm -hmm. their 27 years of and service. As they team. should. Yeah, the Los Angeles sisters do all the great things that the San Francisco sisters do and their sisters do around the world. So, uh, but they were having day, a specific LGBTQI uh, uh, night, correct? Yeah, for their pride yeah. night. Yeah. And so, it, night. I mean, this is a huge platform and it's, right. it's a huge honor. So, the day started. I personally was congratulating the Los Angeles sisters on all my social platforms and thanking the Dodgers for the recognition. And literally two hours later, the Dodgers disinvited the sisters to Pride Night and took back the award. Yeah. Two hours. Like it was That's like crazy. I saw that go down. This is last Friday, correct? Yes. Yeah. Just so last, this yeah. was just a few days ago. Right. And did you guys ever get a, a straight answer from them or any sort of semblance of like why and what specifically went, went on there? Well, to um, my knowledge, I mean, all we have is, is their their canned um, explanation that they put out to the public, which was very contradictory, claiming that in the, in the spirit of unity, they're disinviting the sisters. <laughs> they're excluding somebody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's it a weird sentence. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. But uh, what really happened is clear to us. And that's that a lot of the people who do not appreciate the sisters, who don't understand the sisters, who don't want to really acknowledge who we are, what we do, people who hate the queer community, who hate drag queens, all jumped on board and their hateful voices were heard loud and clear by the, the administration or the high ups or whoever runs the Dodgers. And then Marco Rubio from fascist Florida jumped on the bandwagon and sent a letter. And I, the Dodgers were just so shook that they that they did that. They disinvited the sisters and took back the award. So it was a knee-jerk reaction to this immediate backlash that they got from the, these voices that the sisters have been hearing since 1979 were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We know that you know, people are going to have those opinions. Those people consider the source. Like, right. why would you let fascist- A right-wing Republican. Yeah. yeah. But you know what's so- Pseudo-Christian, pseudo-Christian, fake Catholic, like yeah. awful people. What's so ironic about this is you were on our On Guard Salon show just this month talking almost about this exact same thing. You said that we that they are coming for us and they're starting in the south and they're coming through the west um, and we're getting this again. And then it just played out like 
like you predicted it almost. <laughs> right. Well, that's actually, that's the bigger picture here. It's not yeah. just about, oh, you know, that's not nice to the sisters and bummer. Right. We're not going to get our award. It actually should be bone chilling to anybody who right. appreciates democracy, who enjoys their freedoms as a free citizen of the country. Right. Because they have a laundry list and they're starting. If you'll they're cherry, going after you drag and trans first. Right, because right. that's that's a very easy target for those bigots in the South and, and all over the world, really, it's happening. But I mean, for anybody who um, just doesn't like us, that's a pretty easy um, argument to win on the, on the surface until yeah. you really get to know who we are. But even then, all of the, the people, whenever you'd quote retweet or retweet the Dodgers message, you'd get tons of trolls, of course, because mm -hmm. Twitter's great at that. And they all seem to have blue check marks. And they all seem to be very, very <laughs> uneducated because they would call you guys transgender. They would say that you are making fun of nuns. They'd say that you were being religiously, you were being a zealot. Like when in fact you guys are doing so much good for just marginalized people, not even, not even just queer people. You guys help the homeless. You guys help transgender youth. You guys help people with HIV and AIDS research to make sure that they have money to, to cover all this stuff. And at the same time, you are nuns. That That is kind of my favorite argument of it all is they're accusing you of, you know, repurposing religion. But religion is a tool and you guys can use that tool as well. That's it. It's the, it's the privilege and the ownership that really drives me crazy. It's like um, you don't own the concept of nuns. You don't own the cross. You know, we can have it. We're queer. This is what a queer nun mm -hmm. looks like. Get over it. You know, the sisters have never attacked like the Catholic Church or anybody who has faith. Like faith mm -hmm. gives you hope and hope is crucial to exist. The sisters, you would never deny anybody the right to worship. However you feel like, please do, please go out and find a reason to live, a reason to be a good person, a reason to follow, you know, your calling like we do. What we object to is people who look at this scripture and read it and then choose to interpret it in a way that gives them justification for their internalized like homophobia, transphobia, and allows them to discriminate and oppress people who they disagree with or don't like. So they use religion as a weapon. And that is a problem because we're supposed to have a separation of church and state here. And your personal belief whatever it is, doesn't trump my civil rights and my right to exist equally as a human being. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and I've watched you do several, you must be a very busy nun right now because you've been doing a lot of media lately. And I just saw on KPAX, you did a, a interview and in the middle of your interview it was crashed by two, I believe homeless people that came up to you and were very gracious towards you. And you yeah, just they were, they were definitely, and, uh, uh, that was a beautiful moment. They were definitely unhoused because I know that because they were headed to an SRO mm. and told me, um, they stopped me to tell me that, I mean, they just said some beautiful things. It's embarrassing to say, but they said yeah, that I was the reason that San Francisco is such a beautiful place to live. And we both got very emotional and I, I said, I said to him, you're not going to cry because I knew if you started to cry, I knew I was going to cry. So, but it was just such an amazing, my makeup. it was an amazing unscripted moment that just shows how much you care. And of course you're like in the middle of an interview with the TV crew and they just walked they, right up to you. And, you know what? Thank you KPIX for being so patient because I talked to them for quite I know. a while. It was amazing. I, you know, it's important to make people feel like they're, 
human and, and yeah. human contact and engagement is why I do what I do. And they, they were, they loved it obviously. Cause they put it in, in the segment. Yeah. So. It was in the segment. It almost made me cry. Um, so what has the response been? Cause I know there are other organizations that are supposed to be part of this night. The Dodgers are throwing. What is the fallout from this? If any, well, that's the silver lining mm. because as you mentioned at the top of this show, could you just say a few words to people who may not know who the sisters are or explain who the sisters are? Well, as of last week, Friday, a lot more people know who they are. <laughs> Which actually is history repeating itself because on the On Guard Salon show, you also said that uh, way back when you had Sisters in the Park for the first time, you had a film crew come out and film. And you're like, we can't pay for this press. And I'm like, exactly. oh, it's happening again. Very reminiscent of that. And it's yeah. The last time we had this kind of major international press was during the the fight with Facebook, where I created the My Name Is campaign, right. and that whole mm -hmm. thing happened in 2014. But uh, this is really telling because people are coming up and they're sharing their vision of who we genuinely are. So when the the flashback, I mean, the pushback came from the bigots and the haters calling us all those things that we talked about. People are refuting that and talking about the great work that we do. So people mm -hmm. who never heard of us are hearing of us. People who may have heard of us and misunderstood us are now hearing the truth. And it's beautiful to see because uh, the, the Los Angeles LGBT Center, um, Los Angeles Pride, there's a sports organization that was, all of them have pulled out. Like the Dodgers have nothing Do the left. Dodgers They're, have anyone left? No, it's yeah. done. Like they can't have, there's no pride night without pride. <laughs> yeah. People to celebrate it with you. Yeah. Yeah. And I also heard, um, did certain angels reach out to you, uh, from Anaheim? Well, I saw that tweet. The mayor of, of Anaheim, Anaheim has invited the LA sisters to come to their pride night. And she did a big press release about what a misstep the Dodgers were having with this. Uh. I mean, it's been overwhelming to see the support and it's coming yeah. from some some surprising places. A lot of Hollywood people are speaking up. George Takai, um, mm. are you like a lot of people are really coming to our defense and we're like, gee, it feels good, you know? Well, I mean, it is I mean, we are now looking at a battle. The the right wing and the Republicans are attacking us, and now it really is coming to our shores and everyone's got to wake up and pay attention. Uh because this is where, you know, the 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 corporations, they they and Gay Pride Month is just happening and they're all going to like want those gay dollars and say how much they support it, but the right wing is like coming up and say, oh, don't you dare support those queers. Um, and so now the corporations are really gonna have to put their money where their mouth is because they're not able to play both sides. Correct. And I think this is what we're finding out. Disney has put its foot down against DeSantis, which is, and you know, and, and the whole argument about whether we should have corporations in pride at all. I mean, this is one reason to look at it because we need to see who stands with us, who really stands with us, not just wants our gay dollars. Well, right. allies, an active term, not a passive one. Right. I always say this every Pride Month. When you see those dollars getting put towards Pride campaigns, is it only because it's June? Is it only because it's Pride? Or do these companies actually stand firm and actually help the community when it's not, you know, rainbows everywhere? We see this with plenty of, of Pride. I mean, and I know you've been to many a Pride uh, March meeting and whatnot, but so many of these companies take the money from these companies, these larger corporations, and don't actually do their own audit. Don't actually look into if a company is actually on our side or not. Right. It 
it feels like if you dig deep enough, you're going to find out that somebody somewhere who claims to support us has made a donation to an organization that is explicitly against us. And in the equal amount. So Probably. it's like they cancel each other out. Yeah, so, so it's a really slippery slope. I understand about people complaining about pinkwashing of pride and corporatization of pride, but it's still important that we have a very large visible celebration mm -hmm. to show the world our numbers and who we really are and to let them know that we will not be silenced, we will not be invisible, we will not be intimidated, that right. we're still here, we're still alive, we're still proud, we're still queer, we're still trans. We've always been here, we're not going away. And that's what they're wiping out. Like they canceled Pride in Tampa. They've yeah. said no drag at Pride at all of these other events. I mean, Florida is literally Gilead. Like it's so yeah. scary. Taking I, I almost away, think every I trans think the, kids our, away from their parents. Our Pride, we should just all wear drag and just do a hand hands made tail bonnet and just all show up in a bonnet and march. Because <laughs> that would get everyone's well, you know, attention. Well, those they always show up at the women's march. Maybe wear a thong. Thong and a, a th well, thong and a little hands made or male a, tail. a cage, maybe a cage. Oh, a cage, yeah. Just <laughs> so like sheer caftan, you know? <laughs> no, but even Florida now is now, uh, they're putting out a press release that it's not safe to travel there yeah. as well for people of color and queer LGBTQI plus people. Yep. So Quality that Florida says something. Do not, do not travel to Florida. I'm like, you know what? I'm not. Well, darn, I, uh, I wasn't planning to, but now I have yeah. a reason not to. Thank you. But I am worried about our community in these places. Right. I'm seriously worried about our queer family, our trans family, especially because it's easy to say, well, move, right. but it's not easy. They don't have the resources I mean, or ability. And raised in a place or you've established roots and you have a community and a job and friends and a network. Like you can't just family. get up. Yeah. So I think that's interesting to see how this all plays out because... Uh, so, to me, a lot of it feels like theatrics, like DeSantis is trying to be president of the United States and he's making these grand, le passing this grand legislation and we'll he's see how realistic He's attacking Disney. I mean, how does I he know, think that's going to play he's out? He's actually hurting the economy and the people of Florida right. in a big fat way. Yeah. But he's also putting on this big show to the, those conservative bigots and right. far right fascists who will love that to get and, their support for the presidency. And then that gives them uh, the thinking, oh, we are right, and they act out. Right. So if a bunch of drag queens show up at Pride, will they all get arrested? And if they do, what kind of charges will be pressed? And then mm -hmm. if they have to... You think there's a whole legal process that you, they have to go through and courts will have to object to it. I mean, it's, it's, it can't just happen one way or the other overnight. And I don't believe that any of these laws will stand in the long run, as long as we have a fair and just Supreme Court. Right. Which is the bigger problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, 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 a, it's a wacko world we live in, kids. Yeah. Um, well, that actually kind of leads to some of the questions that we actually have from people specifically for you and the sisters. And one of the, the biggest ones is like, what can people do to help you guys? Through that, I mean, and not just you, obviously the whole community, but like, what can we do in order to to fight back so, against this kind of stuff and support the well, sisters? Well, I, you know, I mean, I've been doing this activism for thirty five years, and the thing that I find the most effective are honestly sometimes are the one on one conversations that you have with people, and reaching out to people who are not, uh, who maybe don't know a trans person, who don't understand 
and what really goes on at Drag Story Hour and, and reach out to your network and to your friends of your friends and sit down and just have conversations and explain to them who we really are, what's really going on. Ask them to not be uh, just distracted by this, the smoke that these people are putting up and see what their real motivations are. Mm-hmm. It's important that people get to know us and understand who we are. I mean, it feels like we <laughs> haven't we done this, you know, a million times, mm-hmm. but and, and really you're pretty important. good at it. Well, yeah. And then, you know, they need to take their understanding and vote. Like we need to vote these freaks out because there are some shenanigans going on at the highest levels of Congress right now. We can no longer afford to stay out of politics. That's -mm. that's just not an option for us anymore. Right. And we need to stop infighting. I love our community. And there's there's, there's like gays against groomers. We know what I, I and then there's like people who are LGB and they want to slash the T and the Q out. Like, no, we need to come together. We're one community. They, if they divide us, they conquer us. We have to, we have to support each other and love each other through this. Yeah. It's true. And, and to that, we have to have the, the education. We have to have the facts behind us. Like you can easily sway someone's argument with education, obviously, but you also have that patience to have that conversation sometimes and it's not always easy but i think the sisters yourself included show us that that's possible at times when you're you have the patience and when you have that 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 knowledge behind you i mean it's very easy in, in many cases to dispel things like oh well they're making fun of nuns by saying no they they are nuns in fact they do a lot more good in this community than than most organizations that you're happy to have at a pride night because god knows why who's in your pocket um, but it's, it's coming at it with, a with patience, with kindness and with education in many cases. Right. Yeah. We, well, you have to fight ignorance with knowledge and hate with love. That's, that's all we got. I was actually impressed too, that in one of the interviews I saw you do, you were actually even given the Dodgers a benefit of the doubt, um, for being in a rock and a hard place. Um, yes. I, th- I thought that was super classy of you. Well, I mean, I worked with a lot of organizations. In fact, I am working with the Giants right now on our Pride Night, and we're doing a special VIP experience to honor Heclina. Mm, and the Giants oh. have been doing Pride since like night since the '90s. So they're they wanted to let me know the morning when all that broke. I actually called. They got a call from the Giants. And they're like, "We're we're." I go, "You're not canceling Pride Night, are you?" <laughs> like, no, no, no. We are on. We're we're more dedicated than ever. We're going to have a drag show. And right. Like it's going to be amazing, but working with these organizations, you know, there's usually an LGBT group that organizes the, the, the pride events for the month and they invite speakers and they recognize people with awards. And so there's some queer people who probably on that committee who knew who the sisters are and know that they deserve this award. And they just sort of wrote down what their plans were. And somebody just checked it off and said, great. And then when they got this blowback and, and a letter went to the to the actual, the director of the MLB or the whatever, you know, the highest levels of the Giants saw this explosion of rhetoric and lies about the sisters, their knee-jerk reaction was just like, oh my God, we made a mistake. They have to be disinvited. So yeah. uh, the, I, the, the slack that I'm cutting them is that they responded initially to the, to the rhetoric and the hate and this should be a teaching moment. I hope that yeah. now that they've seen the pushback to their decision and they're actually learning who we are, I hope they reconsider. I think that would be awesome. And I, I'm curious, uh, your own personal opinion, like I know how 
I would want to go, but like, what if they came back and they apologized and they, they said, you know, we did the wrong thing. Like that, that's a place and a time where we we're hopefully are the bigger community. And we say, you know what, it's okay. You made a mistake, but let's do better. Like, is that an appropriate way to respond? I think so. Okay. I, I, I mean, I believe that a platform like pride night at Dodgers stadium is a really important place for us to be seen and supported. And if they're, if they're big enough, if they're strong enough, if their team is brave enough to come back and say, <laughs> oh, we were misinformed. We made a mistake. We would love to have welcome the sisters back with open arms. The award yeah. is yours. And you know what? Maybe it should come with a cash prize. <laughs> <laughs> a sister's night even. No. Well, I mean, if Something. we have, if we keep telling corporations to do better and then they do, we've got to. Yeah. Least, yeah. When you say do better, you have to be able to give that opportunity to if actually be do. better. Yeah. yeah. If they prove you, if you, if they prove that they can do better. And I think that's a learning lesson too. And, and, and I, I think the sisters are fully capable of being the, the bigger people there. But I think yeah. that that's a lesson for the the community of like, people are going to be hateful because they've been raised to be hateful and spiteful, and they're going to be pushed and and bullied in some cases because it's it's conflict is not fun. But at the end of the day, like everyone's just trying to be human and be accepted and and do their best. And if we truly care about doing better in the world, we have to give people that opportunity to be better. Right, and you know if they if they're Catholic fans are so upset you know what i i'm sorry but this is like lgbtq pride night this isn't your night so it's not like, your night stay <laughs> home you know they're and just maybe mad the, they're having the night at all i mean the dodgers can do an easter i don't know if do they play baseball during i don't even know <laughs> they can do something for you know do another night for the catholics everybody gets a i Eucharist think that's spring a, training for them <laughs> but, but see that's just it like we don't care how sports like places have Catholic nights or religion nights or family nights or mom nights or dad nights, like having one night. That's just, their night. Yeah. And even then who cares if there's a pride night, don't come on pride night. If you have such a yeah. bad, like, please of, stay home. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah please stay home. <laughs> we don't want you. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm also curious and we had plenty of questions from our Ooh, audience. I can't wait to hear these questions. Um, who was actually curious how many locations or groups of sisters do you guys actually have around the world? Wow. So we have orders all across the United States, probably 30, 25, 30 houses in the United States. And we have sisters on four continents in uh, Germany, France, um, Australia, like we're, uh -huh. we're around the world. We are a global and it all started in San Francisco, which is so cool to me. And when I joined, there was really like five, wow. <laughs> there was really five active members running around San Francisco, tipping shit over and being stupid <laughs> and doing the work, you know, and we, we've grown in 35 years to a worldwide organization. Wow. You're kind of like the mother of it all. You're like, is that's a, like immaculate conception right there. Well, no, I mean they were they were they were around before me, you know. They they, yeah, I know. they, they had, okay. So. You've just been there a long time, is I, all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And of course, um, for anyone who doesn't know what the sisters look like, I mean there there'll be like an icon for this episode. You've been on our show on On Guard on what's a safe word many a time. Um, but you guys have a very vibrant, uh very, very nice, pure white makeup face. Like what, what's, what's the history behind the sisters looks? Well, there's different theories about that. My favorite story is that one of the original sisters was a male escort and didn't want 
his clients to recognize him mm. in drag. So he started wearing the very concealing white makeup. However, that person swears up and down. That is not true. That's a story I made up in my own mind, but I still <laughs> tell it. Uh, I think it probably has more to do with the fact that the sisters have roots in the cockats and the radical fairies who are very big on the, and especially the radical fairies, actually a lot of them wore white face. Mm. And so the groups intermingled, commingled in the seventies and early eighties when they were all running around together and a couple of sisters picked it up. And then the other sisters were like, well, you're getting more attention than I am. And and the one thing I learned uh, when you're on on guard salon was uh, that you, your nun buns are all regional like the Wisconsin's yeah. had cheese head and pizza, or pizza boxes in New York. Is that correct? That's absolutely <laughs> right. God, you remember everything. That's I, well, so awesome. I also edited that one. So, yeah. <laughs> Which you yeah, were fabulous in. If you haven't seen it yet, you should go back to On Guard Salon and see Sister please, Roma talk about volunteers. For my ego, if for yeah. no other reason, to get the views up because it's lagging. I don't know. We need your it's it's going to surge this month. I know it is. <laughs> How about then? This is kind of on the same page. Yep. Um, what is the best? Uh, oh, they said clown white foundation. And do you have any makeup tips for any aspiring yeah. nuns? Well, it is absolutely clown white. It's from a company called Cryolon. They have been my dealer since I started doing <laughs> makeup. Do you um, get it in a tub now? <laughs> I do. It's in a great big thick tub. <laughs> and just get a beautiful beauty blender sponge and smear it and then tap it until it's smooth and then you take powder and just powder cake the it. hell out of your face like oh, yeah. the whole room has to be filled with like smoke no wonder um, you look I like you're glowing use... right now i i do i do you do you look oh. your, your your skin looks very fresh i'm not used to seeing you out of makeup so uh for our patrons this is a rare moment you can see sister roma out of drag well, I think people are really so uh, surprised by my skin, which I I think is nice because it's of the, 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 the extreme makeup that I wear. Um, but the powdering really is key. I like to use baby powder, like old school baby powder that are taking off the market now, I think. But there's mm -hmm. a bunch of options for white powder makeup. Um, and then I honestly wash my face with Dawn dishwashing liquid to get it off. Oh, huh. wow. Same way you yeah. get rid of lube stain. I was just going to say, that's yeah. how I clean my dildos. Um. Yeah, well, because it gets grease, right? It's a yeah. grease, it attacks grease. And white, clown white is grease paint. Perfect. So it, it does a great job. And then afterwards, you know, I do other things. I do have quite a lot of uh, beauty products that I use. I try different ones. Like, I like skincare. It just makes me feel like I'm taking care of myself when I take the time to... Do that. You, for someone who constantly covers your face, you have a very nice complexion. Yes. I just want everyone to know. I'm actually I'm shocked because I would think putting makeup on all the time would cause your pores to get clogged. Well, next question, a little less makeup related. Um, what is the easiest way to get involved as a sister? Now, people, multiple people asking questions about how to become a sister, how to help, how to get involved. You guys have chapters all over. What's the process like? So... Back, as I was saying, when I was one of the, the five sisters, you had to actually know one of the sisters to get involved. My friend Norman was Sister Luscious Lashes, and Norman brought me into the group. So you had to have a, a sister mother. And as we continued to grow and expand, uh, and our, we developed websites, like that was a whole new thing. Oh, People could find us. Fancy. I know. We have the sisters.org, <laughs> and you can go read all about us. You can learn more about our history. And we do have a way to contact somebody if you're interested, if you think you're hearing the calling, 
And you can come to meetings. Every house has meetings where the general membership gets together. We're an autonomous uh, board with board of directors and officers, but the general membership runs the show through votes on any major issue, mm -hmm. expenditure. Um, and then you would come and you would meet the mistress of novices, whose job it is to actually guide people through the process. And then you just begin volunteering and you show up which is really the key to everything that we talked about on Guard Salon is showing up. Yeah. Volunteering mm -hmm. is the key. And what it takes to be a volunteer. Yeah. Yeah. And what does the, I'm just curious, what does the call sound like? <laughs> hey, you, you know, like it's coming from inside the room. <laughs> you know, it, listen, it took me by surprise. I didn't even realize I was hearing it until, uh, Sister Luscious Lashes, my friend Norman, one day just stuck me in front of the mirror and just said, try it. Just do the paint. He showed me how to do the white face and he just said, paint whatever comes out. I had never done drag before in my life. Wow. And I painted this really, really severe, like, pretty, actually pretty cool, um, <laughs> if I do say so, um, face. <laughs> and uh, I was in love. I was just, I went to brunch that afternoon, my first time ever out in drag. I don't need, where did I get the nerve, whatever. But I remember sitting at brunch, picking up a knife and like looking at my reflection. And I, I, I just thought you I was are so a drag weird. queen. I was a drag queen. I was like, oh my God. But then when I learned about the important work the sisters did, like creating the first ever safer sex pamphlet that provided uh, instructions on how the community could protect itself from sexually transmitted diseases and the work they did about raising money for people with AIDS and all the, the activism around fighting for civil rights. And I was just like, oh my God, I, I have to be part of this group. So the calling was that I recognized in myself uh, a, an inner diva and a love for drag and theatrics and, and a sense of humor, but also a real passion for community service and activism. And helping others, yeah. yeah. Nice. Um, oh, this is a fun one. Uh, this says, do you have any favorite scriptures or intellectual quotes? Like, is there uh, any religious? And, and if, if not, that's totally fine. Well, this isn't a test. I'm not that intellectual and I'm not, this, this, you know, scripture is so open to interpretation. They can throw mm. it right back at you. Some of those people, but there are nuns who are very good at that. Sister Dane of Iniquity is, was studied the priest in the ministry. Like there's a lot of sisters who are great at that. I mean, I know all the ones that are, you know, do unto others as you would have do unto you do not judge lest ye be judged. Those kind of things, which are, are great. I mean, those are great messages. So I don't usually dive into that you don't go uh, down fact, the religious route. i don't go there really yeah. with people. and you don't need to yeah um, if anybody has any suggestions though let me know <laughs> oh yeah a roma specific one yeah yeah when in roma well <laughs> maybe i'm a di different different kind of scripture different kind of scripture um well how about pride is coming up are are there any big events you are looking forward to that haven't been canceled for the sisters obviously um, that you can shout out and give people kind of a, a plug into how they can get involved? Well, I am uh, hosting my annual Pride Drag Brunch at the Fairmont Hotel on the 17th. In San Francisco. Saturday the 17th in San Francisco. Okay. That's always a beautiful event. And um, I mean, there's so much going on, really. I mean, this, we've I don't know when this is going to come out, but the sisters This will come out Friday. Oh, well, it's coming Friday yeah, night. It'll be up. So Project Nunway is Friday it's, night. It's this it's, Friday. Yeah, it's this Friday. <laughs> so your habit. Little... Um, yeah, there's a, so many things. The sisters have our, because there's so many of us, everybody has different interests. We're all doing all sorts of things. We'll be everywhere. Okay. 
How about this then? Um, Xander online asks and makes a statement that you guys get involved with a lot of charities. How do you how do you choose the charities that you work with? Well, it, as as the order has grown, people have come in with different passions and interests. Because we started welcoming more women, we started doing things for breast cancer. And then when the people came in and they were really interested in prison reform and working with marginalized communities and helping them adjust to life outside of prison. So we donate a lot of money to that. And then trans issues have always been at the forefront of the sisters mission. As more trans people come in, they introduce us to new organizations and ways to get involved. Queer youth is a big passion of the group. Uh, and then sometimes people like the Grateful Garment will, will approach me. And they're a group that I'd never heard of where like if you are a victim of sexual assault and you go to prison, your clothes become evidence. So you're like sitting there going, uh, oh. you know, after you've been put through this probably rigorous examination, you know, examination and then interrogation, how are you supposed to get home? So this group provides clothes to people who are finding themselves in that situation. And they came to me during the pandemic and said, would you host an online fundraiser? So I've done that two years in a row for that group. So people reach out. And generally, if it if it's a cause that, especially if it serves underserved, marginalized communities, the sisters will find somebody in the group willing to take it on and we'll do what we can. Mm. I have a question. So with all these different chapters of sisters, is there a, uh, is there a, um, a place they all report into for communication or are each one uh, kind of just in their own uh, in their own location? So if you are interested in starting a house or an mm -hmm. order of Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, the San Francisco House owns the trademark. Gotcha. So to be an official, officially recognized member of the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, you would contact the San Francisco House. And then we have an order called the United Nuns Privy Council. <laughs> and where are they based? <laughs> so fancy. It's made up of sisters from all over the country. Uh -huh. And their job is to help houses organize, set up, and go through all the legal paperwork and become fully professed houses. Do they have so meetings a, or like so once a year, have, twice a year kind of thing? They do have meetings. Every house has meetings. Um, and then Easter is our anniversary in San Francisco. And right. that's when most sisters will travel from all over the world and come to San Francisco for that event. Yeah. So that's a great place to see sisters from other houses wearing their traditional headpieces from the cities where they live. And, and oh, that's seeing, fantastic. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, I have actually a personal question. Uh, what's your what's your worst habit? What's like a really bad habit that you have? <laughs> oh, no, oh, no. That, that was that was that was that was a word pun, like a, ha no. a habit. A habit. <laughs> never mind. Never mind. <laughs> See, I don't I laugh at his, I don't laugh at his jokes either. No, you know what? <laughs> Reality TV probably is my worst. Oh. My, my guilty pleasure. I'm completely addicted. What, I always have what, been. What, what you watching that you all you feel the housewives? Uh, any 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 competition show where your hopes and dreams can be dashed, like oh in God. one episode. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. And the, I'm real, like, the real sisters of San Francisco. Oh. Why haven't you come out with that with that yet? Oh God, I don't. Is the, the drama world ready? <laughs> Project Nunway, the show. Uh, yeah, no, that, that was actually the first time I ran into the sisters back, 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 back forever ago was Project Nunway, which is this, it's like a Project Runway style fashion show with a bunch of good, like, charity organizations. I mean, you guys are raising money for charity, but you're also putting right. on looks. And I remember me and PJ, my friend PJ that used to live here, were uh, helping Mr. S. Leather 
for, with their looks, we essentially were just two dogs that were being walked down the aisle way in a bunch of gear. And it was just so, such a fun time. And so it's now that you guys are, yeah. How many years have you guys been doing that? So sister Baba Ganesh started that. She worked at YBCA <laughs> and she had a chunk of money to do some kind of creative artistic event. And she was a sister. So she pulled us in and she created this, this project Nunway idea. And the whole thing is we take local designers and pair them with a sister and we come up with a theme and then we give them a budget. It's, you're not supposed to spend over a hundred dollars and it's supposed to be recycled, predominantly recycled materials. And then you make these fabulous costumes to meet the theme. So we've done it at YBCA. We did it at the at the Flower Garden in Golden Gate Park. For years, we did it at SoMarts. And this year, we're doing it at the St. Joseph's Art. Wow. Academy, you know, uh, the re refurbished church. Yeah. Uh, Howard. I mean, oh, it's going to be the most spectacular That's going to be so amazing for you guys. I can't wait it to see is. that. It is. The, the, the things that these people come up with are always jaw-dropping. And it is a competition. Mm-hmm. Are you a judge? That's life. Um, I'm the MC. I've hosted. Oh, you're the it. MC, of course. Yes, I've hosted it since the beginning. And then Kali Minono is my co-host this year, so we're going to have a lot of fun. Fantastic! But it's a it's a great event. And and you're doing it within like an actual kind church. of religious church. Do you guys interact and work with actual religious organizations often? That was actually some questions from people. It's like, are you guys actively involved with any religious entities in any way? Oh, yeah. The sisters have actually volunteered with Tenderloin Tessie, which is the first uni universal, universalist. Universal, universal. yeah. First universal church <laughs> um, for decades. Like, I, that has been one of my favorite ways to spend my holidays every Thanksgiving and Christmas is serving meals to like hundreds mm. of people who come in and they, we seat them at tables of eight. And it's not like a soup kitchen atmosphere. It's decorated. You're seated. You're treated like a guest. You are served a hot meal. There's entertainment. And then there's clothing and shoes and things available outside and a gift bag full of essentials that you grab on your way out. And I mean, I've been doing this for so many years that like over over a decade, maybe 15 years, probably. There's some of the volunteers that I see every year and the people who come in who are unhoused or in different critical situations have become like family. Like I see them mm. every year and we just hug and like, it's it's a beautiful event. So we do, we do a lot of things. And, you know, we have genuine Christians who understand us and know who we are, including Catholic nuns who will come up to us and thank us for the work that we do. And that, I mean, that's really important. And I think that's, that's what a lot of these pseudo religious people are missing is the intention um, of what you do. Yeah. Right. And, and I just, I really want to hit home. I want, I want to, I want a, a full grand slam. I want to, I want to, Hit it past that. Are you trying to do baseball puns now? <laughs> as I'm catching all of the reference. No, I just really want to to hit home that you guys are more than just nuns. You do charity work. You work with religion and religious people. You allow anyone who wants to get involved get involved. Not just queer people. You guys have straight nuns. You have trans nuns. You have every spectrum of our experience is active in your community. And so it, it it hurts my feelings for you guys, the way that you guys have been targeted and attacked because you have been nothing but, and in the comments that people had, there was people that were like, I don't have a question. I just want to say, thank you. They talked me off the ledge. Like I was in a dark place and the sisters came along. I couldn't afford this and they were there to help. And they supported these charities that I was actively involved in. Like, 
there, I, I hope that you feel and the entire sisters organization feels the love from the community after this because y'all do so much good and I just appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah, I, I feel it. I feel it for sure. I know the sisters do. That's good. I I'm I'm all up on questions, but questions? yeah, I just want to say thank you again, Sister Roma, and all the sisters everywhere for everything that you do. Yeah, I know you are super super busy, and everyone's asking you a million questions. So thank you for coming on the show and doing it for us. You're kidding me. You guys are like family. Anytime. <laughs> Thank you. Also, can I have my jock straps back? I'm no sir missing after laundry day. I have to go. Before you go, Roma, can you give everyone just a, a link or social medias or how they can donate? What's the easiest way for them to just go point click support? I would go to if you want to connect with a special sister or me, you can go to thesisters.org. There you'll see buttons to donate. You'll see links to all the different events that we're doing, things over pride. And it's a it's a great way to stay in touch. And of course, we'll put all the links down below. Make sure you're following Sister Roma on social media, the sisters, the LA sisters specifically, especially in this Dodger situation. Uh, fuck the Dodgers. Right? No. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We're, we're letting them be better. We're we, giving they, you the they opportunity will, I hope to be they better. Will be. I will. I hope they will. I hope they will. And just a reminder for everyone during Pride Month to you know not only protect yourself but protect. The marginalized communities that exist within our community you know the, it's the, the the least common denominator the most at-risk people are still part of our community and if they're having a hard time then our community's having a hard time you know you gotta look out for each other that's right so if you'd like to find daddy if they'd like to follow you on oh social if media. you want to follow me i just got my instagram back so mr <gasps> christopher weston oh, right. <laughs> uh and or if you want to see the naughty stuff go to mrchristopher.com which can we just yeah daddy's instagram got deleted again for the, how how many times now oh That's with a, with a k couple. right yeah with a k <laughs> and again more just more faulty algorithms and companies that yeah. show queer support when it's convenient but yeah. then when we need help it's almost impossible to get support back anyway right. you can find me everywhere at pup amp uh this has been a what's the safe word production Thank you again for listening. Leave some comments down below, reviews, and of course, go support the sisters. If you're not supporting the sisters, you're not doing drag. No. You're not doing the Lord's work. <laughs> hey, get, yeah, get down on your knees. Help, well, help out this community. You know, praise. <laughs> and we will see you all next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you, Roma. Okay, so um, we just finished uh, filming with Sister Roma. Obviously, this 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 episode has an important message, which is you know to stand up for our community. Yeah. Um, but also it seems. It would seem timely to uh, mention something that just came out literally minutes after we hit stop. So this is an ongoing story, as we were talking about. So uh, the newest development, hot off the presses right now, the L.A. Dodgers just sent out a statement. After much thoughtful feedback from our diverse communities, honest conversations with the Los Angeles Dodgers organization, and generous discussions with the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, the Los Angeles Dodgers would like to offer our sincerest apologies to the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence members of the LGBTQ plus community and their friends and families. We have asked the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence to take their place on the field at our 10th annual LGBTQ Pride Night on June 16th. We are pleased to share that they have agreed to receive the gratitude of our collective communities for the lifestyle work that they have done tirelessly for decades. In the weeks ahead, we will continue 
to work with LGBTQ partners, to better educate ourselves, find ways to strengthen the ties that bind and use our platform to support all of our fans who make up the diversity of the Dodgers family. So while that, I mean, that that's pretty well worded. They that's actually, they a had very a well r- r- worded statement. Reminder to all in the community that to do better, we have to allow people the space to be better. This is a good first spot. It appears that they understood that uh, bigotry does not have a place in any pride sort of situation. And while I still probably don't go to Dodgers games because sports, <laughs> like, I don't think this was for you to begin yeah, with. It wasn't but, for me, and, and but, but that's fine. I'm glad to see this. More in this just in now. The the perpetual sisters of perpetual indulgence have a reply to that. That was quick, Jesus. We, the Los Angeles Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, are proud to accept the Community Hero Award from the Los Angeles Dodgers for our 27 years of service to the LGBTQ. IA25 community. This morning, our abbess, Sister Dominia, Sister Dominia. <laughs> Should you be reading this? She sounds wonderful. <laughs> I, I want to meet Sister Dominia. <laughs> and another board member, Sister Baresence, knows. <laughs> I want to meet her too. <laughs> knows. <laughs> it's, the writing's very small. The news, Met with the, the Dodgers president and CEO, Stan Karsten, uh, heads of leading Los Angeles LGBTQ or community organizations and members of the government from West Hollywood, Los Angeles County, and the State of California legislature. A full update. apology and explanation was given to us by the Dodgers staff, which we Great. accept. We believe the apology is sincere because the Dodgers have worked for 10 years with our community, as well as they have asked us to continue an ongoing relationship with them. In the future, if similar pressures from outside our community arise, our two organizations will consult and assist each other in responding. Alongside our colleagues at the Los Angeles LGBT Center and others from the LGBTQIA25 community, now more closely tied with the LA Dodgers than ever before. This affair has been an opportunity for learning with a silver lining. Our group has been strengthened, protected, and uplifted to a position where we may now offer our message of hope and joy to far more people than before. With great love and respect, we thank each person and each organization that have spoken up for us. Thank you, and may your hearts be blessed with pure joys. May the games be blessed. May the players be blessed. May the fans be blessed. May the beer and hot dogs flow forth in tasty abundance. <laughs> so, all of that said, the sisters have accepted the apology. So, none of y'all can be upset or yeah. mad for them. And please remember, again, this is an opportunity. As as the sisters have put out there, this is a silver lining. As yeah. much as it wasn't fun for a lot of them to go through that trauma... As much as there was a lot of attacks and hate spewed and and spread towards them, you guys got to remind yourself they got just the best PR right there. Oh yeah, this is, this the is sisters are gonna be okay. <laughs> yeah, but we should always have that kind of energy to support our community. So as we get into Pride Month coming up here in a week or so, do not this, let. This your- is what happens when we support each other. Yeah. So keep supporting each other. And I'm so I'm so grateful this is the outcome. So with all that said, we'll close the book on that controversy. Let's go Dodgers. Sports ball. 
All the balls. We love our sisters. Touchdown. And we will see you all next time. Goodbye. Bye. For real this time. No more updates, please. <laughs> do, 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 do.